It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On to Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, here today joined by a very special guest, a uh, longtime friend of the show, Longtime Rangers coverer, longtime um, self-described sad dad, Levi Weaver. Hey. Hello, Bryce. <laughs> it's good to have you back on. It, it's been a minute since well, before the season when there was, I was going to say hope in the air and the Rangers weren't bad yet, but I think we, we all kind of knew that wasn't quite the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was... There's there's always a chance that things will go unexpectedly, um, but no, there was not a whole lot of hope that this was going to be the year that they uh, brought home the the big prize. But Joey Gallo was still a Ranger back then, so things were bigger and brighter, and there are more fun things to talk about. But you know, there there's still fun things to talk about. You're still writing articles about baseball, and you know, you're finding stuff that's that's quite fun, like uh like Glenn Otto, but. But first, I want to go ahead and ambush you um, and demand Uh-oh. your public apology um, for an article you wrote back on August 5th, um, projecting, actually, was this one August? Oh, this was August 4th, um, projecting the 2023 opening day Rangers roster. Mm-hmm. And in right field, you had one Joseph Nicholas Gallo. Um, and I feel like that's just rude to give me that hope. And I was floored and shocked, and I may have wept a little bit. And you know, I just want a public apology for doing that to me personally. Well, I, I can say this, that that I am here. Here's what I'm sorry for, that I have not done a better job of preparing you emotionally for life as your dad on the Internet, uh, <laughs> because. Because that was meant to make you happy. And if you're going to if you're going to freak out when I do things to make you happy, well, then we're just not going to do things to make you happy anymore. And we are never going to McDonald's again. So how about that? That's fair. That's fair. I earned that. I was just, I had just written that off. I had, I had closed that chapter of my life. I wasn't ready to reopen it and, you know, face the possibility of, of some pain of like even considering it. I was like, he's gone. He's free. He's in a meadow frolicking and having fun with other tall baseball boys and, and hitting dingers. <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't, 
I'm still not ready to even consider that possibility. But I mean, he, it's not likely. It's not <laughs> likely. He wanted to stay here. They traded him. There's. I mean, I I haven't talked to him since he left, so I don't know that there's hard feelings. But if there were, I can't say that I would be surprised. So, um, there, you, you couldn't handle hope, and now I've taken it away. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, hope is is not something that I was prepared for. Um, but uh, Grant and I were talking earlier last week and looking at all these these projections you made of like them actually spending in, in free agency. You know, I feel like there's always talk with, with not just this team, but a lot of teams of like, oh, all right, this team's going to be active in free agency. And oh my gosh, this is the year they're going to do it. And I'm like, well, first off, I don't believe them. Not that I don't believe the reports, but I don't believe the earnesty in the front office trying to put that vibe out there. And so not only that, but this team is very deep in the rebuild and them saying 2023 is a time where they try and come out of it. That feels super aggressive. And I feel like maybe even spending a lot this offseason, even on like one big guy would be maybe even a misstep of trying to like pull out of the, the rebuild too fast as opposed to fully embracing it. Do you get the feeling that they're getting really antsy to pull out of it a little, maybe a little quicker than they should? Or do you think that they've got a, a solid plan of like, all right, this is why we're going to spend money this offseason, um, even though we were just the bottom, one of the bottom three teams in baseball last year. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a fine line to toe here, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a, a caveat. I'm not saying that this is the right idea or the right plan um, because I don't I don't know. I'm not a baseball executive, and and thank goodness for that because I'd be a, a really bad one. Um, <laughs> What what I am saying is that like just now this is my sixth season covering the team and you get to kind of know people and um and in the last few years John Daniels has been he's chosen his words very carefully um you know in Beltre's last year he's like we want to be competitive and that was just a really polite way of saying I want our guys to try real hard out there um <laughs> but but he would also be relatively forthcoming, uh, you know, and in, in the winter meetings going, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're going to play at the top of the market, you know, and I'm not sure if that makes sense for us exactly where we are right now. We're going to, you know, if there's a, if there's a deal that matches what we want and we can, you know, obviously we'd love to add good players, but I don't know that we're going to be at the top of the market, um, which that was kind of a signal that like, okay, the, you know, that's probably, you can rule out Garrett Cole. Um, <laughs> But that's not been the vibe that I've gotten from them. Um, and I, I mean, maybe some of it is that Chris Young has come in and really wants to sort of put his mark on the franchise. But I I genuinely think that they are to that point where if they can get a younger player in free agency, I think, what, how old is Corey Seager? 27. Uh, I think Corey is 26. Is that right? Uh, let me double check real quick. But, but young, you know, as, as far as big free agents go, it's not your 30-year-old or 31-year-old. Um, if you can get a guy like that to build around, I don't know how Trevor story is in that, a similar boat. Seager uh, is I, 27. I, okay. So Seager's probably on the older end then of, of what I would be looking for them to. I'd say and Korea Thanks. turns, uh, 27 in at the end of September. If, if they can, uh, if they can sign a player that's kind of in that age range, that could be good for another five or six years. Um, I think it does make sense to get somebody like that to build around it. You can 
what you would pitch to them is like, hey, you have been a winner before. We know that you're a, at this point a veteran. We need those players and we need somebody to build around. You would be the face of the franchise. And then we're going to surround you with this crop of young talent over the course of the next you know, five to six years as they all hit the big leagues. Um, you know, look at this farm system that has been greatly improved over the last couple of years. We're going to put all these players around you. We're going to sign at least one other person in a year. We're going to build a winner. We're going to try and go win a World Series in 2023 and 24 when you are, what, 30, 31 years old. Um, I, I do think that makes sense. As long as you're not trying to sign somebody in hopes that this is the big signing that's going to put us over the top for 2022. But they're not that stupid. They're, that's not what they're going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it does make sense to go ahead and, and get that guy. Because you don't get to choose when players hit the market, right? Like, yes, it yeah. would make more sense if you could push back um, and make it where Trevor Story is a free agent and turning 26 in 2023, you know, but you don't get to do that. You, you say, the market. Story, Story turns 29 in November. Which, yeah, so see, he seems a little old for me, like for this for this timeline. And everybody thinks that Trevor Story is like the guy. No, that that he seems to be a little on the older edge of what I think they're doing, and maybe that's not what they're doing. But I, yeah, I, I think probably with Correa and uh, Seager being twenty seven, I, I kind of think one of those guys fits the timeline better. This episode is brought to you by Directv Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. New game day shirt? Boom. Cashback. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So yeah, I mean, I, I that is... The, the sense that I get is that's what they're doing. Um, you know, now if they wanted to go break the bank and bring in, I don't know, how old is Robbie Ray? Like the, the starting pitching market this offseason, the last time I looked, I don't remember it being super overwhelming. So maybe they give, it's you know, not. maybe they sign a veteran or two and just kind of let these young pitchers work their way up and have a homegrown rotation unless somebody big hits the market in the next year or two. Or even yeah. trade. I, you know, I forget. They can, they can trade for guys too in 2023. So... Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think it would be stupid of them or an overstep to go ahead and, and make a big splashy signing this year, as long as everybody understands that the point is not that they're going to go try to win in 2022. It's 2022 still going to be a, a rebuild, assess growth year. Yeah, I get that. And I, I actually was talking earlier about why, well, 
one of the million reasons that I can say why I didn't like trading Joey Gallo, mostly my own personal feelings. But also, like, you look at some of these other rebuilding teams, and there's there's a real importance of having a star or, like, one or two, like, guys who are, you can go and, and put butts in seats and sell tickets for when mm-hmm. your team is trash. Like, I mean, look at Baltimore. They have Cedric Mullins and John Means and uh, Trey Mancini as well. And even mm-hmm. Arizona, as horrendous as they are, they've got um, – well, Madison Bumgarner is a, is a big name. I don't know; he's not very good. But they have Cattell Marte, and just and Pittsburgh has um, I was going to say Adam Frazier, but uh, Brian Reynolds, and you know a couple other guys that are at least interesting. So, mm-hmm. and the Rangers right now, I mean, as fun as Adolis Garcia is, there's no like young star that's like this guy's going to be here for a long time. Even though I do think Adolis is going to be here for a while. Um, by the time they start winning, he's going to be like 31, 32 ish. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> You're right. I mean, they don't, and and they don't have any veterans on the team. The two veterans they've got on the team right now, it looks like I think Charlie Culberson will be reactivated today from the COVID list, but uh, Culberson and Holt were both on the COVID IL. They had, like, no veterans. Um, so, yeah, they, they do need that, um, which I think is another reason that I would say that signing a big-name free agent this offseason would be a good idea. And then, in addition to that, you've you've got guys on the way, right? Like, you've got Josh Young, who's right on the doorstep. You've got, um, gosh, Leody Tavares has had a really bad year. He's not as bad as he's been this year, but I would love to see him come back and kind of be that guy in center field. Um, Jack Leiter is going to be here soon. Um, and I soon, I mean, you know, a year or two. Yeah, Cole Wynn. You're going to have uh, Jonathan Hernandez back next year. Hopefully he'll return to form in the bullpen. Like, you've got, you've got some guys. Justin Foskey will be here before too terribly long. Who knows what Luis Angel Acuna is going to be. And then these guys that they got from from uh, the Yankees. That looks like at least a couple of them are going to be pretty good players. So there are, there are hopes, but it's just not. Yeah, I mean, this year it's just tough. And there's nobody. Like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was fun for the very beginning of the year. Went through a huge slump. He's doing better now, but every, fans have checked out at this point. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, you know, it's good to see Solak back. Um, I know mm-hmm. that I, it was definitely time for, for them to send him down. Um, but what have you seen from him since he's come back? I know he's looked re-energized. Um, I think Woody talked about um, Nick just, like, kind of finding the love of baseball again because he didn't really have it. He was just too focused on on the work. What have you seen mm-hmm. from him um, in terms of just him being back and what he's been doing? Yeah, I mean, it's I haven't really even talked to him since he's been back or, or field access has been kind of limited just because of them being on the road and I didn't I wasn't on the trip and then during day games there isn't field access either so I haven't even really gotten a chance to talk to him um but I did talk to him when he was in AAA and he kind of said a lot of those same things um you know that enjoying the conversations in the clubhouse and hearing stories from guys and just like enjoying being around the other players rather than focusing so hard on how he was failing and he even talked about like the smell of uh, food cooking in the ballpark is something to like, you know, remember to enjoy that and be present in the moment. So yeah, it seems, it seems like he's doing that. Um, and then from a baseball standpoint, the work that he has put in on trying to get his timing down and trying to hit off speed pitches seems to finally be paying off. And I mean, he's kind of got out of his own way, which is something a lot of young players have to do. Yeah, that is definitely something that the young players have to do. And I was, I was kind of worried about Leoti coming back up especially since like looking at his triple number, he wasn't doing that well, like in the month of August, like he'd been doing well for the season, but like the month of August, I was like, 
oh god and this is i mean i don't blame them because like everybody and their mom was on the COVID il but like for him personally and he still doesn't have the uh, base hit yet since coming back up but one of the most interesting stories that that you wrote um first off i love the title of it is about nick um nick snyder and called title it flip-flops and Sunder, subterfuge how the rangers mm-hmm. discovered flamethrower nick snyder and um you talked about you know a little bit of the the spy craft quote-unquote if you will um of of scouting and i was yeah. curious if if you had heard about that much before and you know if there's anything about it you could apply to your own writing like if you're trying to like hide some story you're trying to do from from one of your competitors have you picked up any fun tips about that <laughs> yeah, it's funny like it, actually that story was one that i was trying to keep under wraps uh so that nobody beat me to it and i we had a we had a zoom with um i don't know i don't know if i should tell the story actually i i basically <laughs> said to someone that we talked to publicly hey i'm gonna ask you a question about nick snyder I have the story about how he was scouted. I that's not the answer I'm looking for because I don't want anybody else to scoop me on this. I'm <laughs> I'm only I'm specifically only asking about on-field performance. And and they they're like, "Yeah, okay, no problem." So, um <laughs> So yeah, it's it it is very if, so for people who are listening, um yeah, you can read the entire story over on the Athletic, but it was this uh, a scout named Cliff Terracuso. He's with the Padres now and he was scouting a, a game in Florida and saw the shortstop throwing and he was like, man, that arm action, his, his arm motion is beautiful. I wonder if he can pitch. And so he goes to talk to the coach and he's like, Hey, here's your shortstop pitch. And the guy goes, uh, no. And he goes, well, can he pitch? He's like, I, I don't know. Like, does he want to pitch? And the coach, <laughs> like, it was a blowout. The coach is like, you know what? I'll let him pitch the last inning of this game. So sure enough, he did. He came in and he pitched and he was hitting like 91, 92, tried a slider and the slider kind of worked and um and so basically at that point he was trying to get another scout to he's like we need a second pair of eyes on this kid but we don't want to make it make it known that we're really interested so he told another scout in the rangers organization hey come, come sit in the parking lot but i need you to not shave between now and this game is like five days away don't don't shave uh, wear your flip-flops, an old grungy t-shirt, a floppy hat, and I want you to bring in like a a cooler full of like Gatorade and water and pretend like you're there to like watch your kid play left field or something. <laughs> and he goes, all right, no problem. So he shows up and Snyder comes in to pitch and Tarek Uso, uh, Brett Campbell was the other, what was the other scout's name? Cliff uh, texts Brett and says, all right, he's kind of, come on. Come in, he's here. He goes. So he comes in and watches him warm up in the bullpen. Uh, kid pitches like a one, two, three inning, pounces off the mound and slings the ball to first base. It was like basically a swinging bunt, and um, and that was it. And Cliff goes, "All right, you need to leave now. Go, get out of here." <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, between the two of them, they convinced uh, the Rangers to to come do like a, a pre-draft workout, and they all were like, "Sure." I mean, you know, it's a nineteenth. We'll we'll draft him in like. The late rounds and they picked him up in the 19th round and now here he is he can throw 100 miles an hour and he's in the big leagues today's episode is brought to you by built bar did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors of course you do you've been listening to this podcast for a while or if you haven't 
Welcome to this podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball and also how great Bilt Bar is. You know, there's something for absolutely everybody. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the, the flavors, well, you're missing out. There's Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, Orange, s- Strawberry. It's just, there's just everything. It's so good. They're fantastic. They are delicious. You know, if you haven't tried it, you could tried any of the flavors, or all the flavors, I should say. You can get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine different flavors. Not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting, they're also healthy as well. There's 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All the flavors are amazing, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, and you can get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, or you know whichever one you like. And by the way, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. Track and Field Team. Isn't that pretty cool? So, our listeners, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Gosh, what a heck of a, a run for him. And I always love hearing the little scouting stories of, all right, we found this guy out of nowhere off of like a grainy YouTube film or like, oh my right. gosh, my kid's sister's cousin had a nephew that knew a guy who had heard about this guy and you go and see him and they end up making it to the big leagues. And this guy seems like he's going to stick. So that is um, also super, super exciting. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things is he said the first time that, Snyder came into the game. He was sitting there with a couple of other scouts that were like good friends of his. And they were just, you know, all bored and talking to each other. He's like, as soon as Snyder came in and was hitting 91, 92, like we just stopped talking to each other. Nobody said a word to each other for the rest of the game. And we all just quietly walked back out to our cars because, uh, you know, nobody wanted to be the one to go. Oh, wow, this kid's, are you paying attention? Are you seeing this? You know, you don't want the other <laughs> scouts to see it. So everybody just got, I thought that was a, a funny little like side note of just the the way that scouts uh, interact with one another. Gosh, they they are a, a funny bunch. Um, but another guy who hasn't had the best season, and um, this has been as open of my criticism of John Daniels as I think I've ever been, uh, of the Nathaniel Lowe trade. And, you know, mm-hmm. the first month I looked like an idiot for saying I hated the trade at the moment and then hated it later. Um, but he really struggled from the month of May to basically the last, like, I don't know, two weeks or so and he's looked much better um, as of lately it feels like he's mm-hmm. been able to hit fastballs a little bit better what do you what do you think the rangers are are thinking about him um i mean he's hitting 370 um and slugging nearly 600 in his last seven games do you think that a hot 
final like two months ish of of the regular season is going to change how the Rangers feel about him. And um, do you think that they maybe should have given Ronald Guzman a little bit more of a chance than he did? Than they did. Um, yeah, it's a complicated question. Um, to to the first to the first half of the question, yeah, I, I do. Um, because on one hand, you don't want to. Uh, they always say that you don't make your assessments based completely on spring training or on September, right? Because in September, you've got teams that are out of it, that have traded away all their best players. But, um, and and it used to be that rosters were expanded. So a lot of times you're hitting against like some kid from double A. That's not really going to be the case this year um, because a lot of the, the, you know, the, the rosters are only expanding to 28. I do think on some level um, for somebody like Lowe, and I think Solak is in the same boat, when they're, when the hole in their swing was so glaringly obvious um, that the whole league began to take advantage for so like it was breaking balls um, and for low, it has been fastballs. He, he's struggled with fastballs to get his timing right. He's he's like, I can't let the ball get, um, I'm, I'm trying to let the ball get deep. So I'm taking, so I'm not swinging at bad pitches. And they're like, no, you need to not let the ball get so deep. I know it's cool when you hit the ball to the opposite field, but we need you to pull the ball in the air um, because if you're going to be a first baseman, that's really your role is to be a power hitter. So he's, he started to do that and his timing is better. And I, I think when the scouting report for the whole league is dude can't hit a fastball, um, if he makes an adjustment and now he can hit a fastball, then he's, then that is a show, uh, a sign that he has fixed something. He's addressed it and, and closed the hole in a swing. So I do think, uh, yeah, that a, a strong final month where he sort of, outperforms his scouting report would be really beneficial for him. Um, and then as far as Guzman goes, like, yes, on one hand, I do think that he should have gotten a, a, a longer, I don't know, shot at first base after his strong uh, Dominican Winter League showing. But he also had two years, you know, and like they gave him time to work it out and it just didn't come around and like is it going to be super unfortunate if it turns out that Dominican League winter was where he figured it out and you know from here on out he's going to be the guy that everybody hoped he would be and it ends up being somewhere else like yeah that would be really a huge bummer but it's not like they just gave him 50 games in the big leagues and like nope dude can't hit you know like he had he had time and it just sometimes the clock runs out so who knows what it's going to look like next year? I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think he'll probably, if they don't trade him, I think he'll probably get a chance to try to win a spot on the roster. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I do wonder if that clock has, if all the sand has run through that particular hourglass. That's going to do it for this part of my talk with Levi. But I would be remiss if I didn't talk about last night's game. A really great game for the Rangers. A 4-3 win against the Rockies. A great debut for A.J. Alexi. Absolutely fantastic. Um, in his five innings, he only allowed one hit. Did walk three, but he struck out four and didn't allow a single run. Um, really looked solid. I was really impressed with what I saw from him. He's going to get an extended look, so that's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um... Yeah, Joe Barlow came back. He got his third save of his career. Has a 1.02 ERA already in his major league career. Really solid. But the story of the game is Leody Tavares. Leody Tavares had a double and a home run. He had not had a home. He had not had a hit 
since he'd been called back up. Um, the double in the third inning, it ended a 0-for-31 drought at the big league level for him. Um, he really, really needed that. Uh, also had a home run um, later on in the game in the fifth inning off Herman Marquez. Um, solo shot, really solid. Um, also, eighth home run of the year for DJ Peters, 11th home run of the year for Nick Solak. Um, really a big day for the long ball. Great stuff from these guys. Would like to see one from Nathaniel Lowe, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's a it's a great day. Leo Tavares, um, his batting average is, is now up to .088. Um, he's not this bad. He's really not. He's just had a really rough go of it, um, and he needed that double so badly. He needed that home run so badly. Um, Nick Solak's home run was also much needed. Opposite field, that was good to see. Um, nice to see a multi-hit game for uh, DJ Peters and uh, a multi-hit game for Leody Tavares, who just, my God, did he need that so badly. Um, but that was very exciting. Rangers went 3-for-7 from Rangers in scoring position. Um, Yanni Hernandez was caught stealing for the first time in his major league career. Also, AJ Lexi had a nice pickoff of uh, Ramel Tapia uh, at first base um, in his major league debut. So that was, uh, again, really solid. I was surprised the Rangers were able to get to Herman Marquez um, for four runs in six innings. Uh, they had three home runs off of him, so all their home runs were off of him. Um, but yeah, really impressive outing for him. Herman Marquez, don't look at the ERA, look at the ERA plus, um, like I said yesterday, because pitching in Coors Field, you'll give up a lot of home runs, and uh, that will definitely wreck your ERA, but um, ERA plus accounts for the park factors, so according to that, he is a very, very good pitcher, and according to my eyes and according to Rockies fans and people who watch him quite a bit, he is a really solid pitcher. For the Rangers to get four runs off him, that is really solid for them. Really impressive. Um, great game all around. I'll be back later this week with another part of my talk with Levi. Um, probably back with a solo episode tomorrow. Um, but lots of fun stuff going on this week at Locked On Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.